It's the penultimate show for 2019 of Richo, Brownie and Hummer. Back this week, we had a week off last week, of course, lads, for obvious reasons. Very sad, sad week for all in the footy community. It was. Especially uh, and for you guys that have had a lot to do, of course. We speak of the tragic passing of, uh, of Spud Frawley, a man that you guys both had a lot to do with, both in playing, since playing in the media, and uh, you know, I assume socially as well. If he's, uh, you had a lot to do with him. Yeah, yeah, we did, Hummer, obviously. Um had him as coach at Richmond for five years from 2000 to the end of 2004 and really enjoyed my time under Danny. It was probably the most enjoyable time in football for me. We played in a prelim final in 2001, but I just think Danny's greatest strength was just his ability to, to bring guys together. You know, he, he rocked up there and Richmond weren't going through a great period. Ooh. Just missed the finals in his first year. Uh, probably could have played finals that year if a few things had gone our way, had a few injuries. Then the next year played in a prelim up in Brisbane. So, look, he was a really good coach. I loved him. He had a simple message, but every single player was on board with it. And that, that's what you got to do as a coach. And I think one thing that was said yesterday, Brownie, that really struck a chord with me was what Wayne Campbell said, that he thinks Danny would be a better coach now because coaching now is yeah. all about relationships, mm. isn't it? And that was Danny's... Players loved him. That was his great strength, wasn't it? There was nine speeches yesterday or people talking and every one of them did a fantastic job. But the one thing that was uh, common in all of them was how much Spud and Anita, his wife, were a team. Mm. So they came into the Richmond Footy Club and they were a team. He loved her like nobody else had ever loved a, another woman. And that came through in everybody's speech. It wasn't just one person saying it. So the, the, I think there's an aspiration there for people, and we might might be getting a bit deep for this program, <laughs> but for the way they lived their lives was, uh, was a real, I guess, benchmark for other people around the football club. And that's what they did. When they come, it was a team. It wasn't just Danny coming. It was Danny and Anita. And they brought everyone's families together. They encouraged you to bring your whole family along. They'd have functions at their house. I remember Anita cooked a a sit-down meal for every player on the list and and their their partners partners at their own house. Where'd you all sit? Yeah. Yeah. They had a big house in Brighton. Massive house. One of my favourite Spud stories. And yeah, because it's meant to be a celebration, it wasn't it? And it was, a, it was a great day. As far as funerals go, it went really well. It was great to catch up. We went out and had a few beers with a lot of the Richmond boys last Ooh. night. Told some good Spud stories. And, and one of the ones that I loved, um, he, he hated people being late. He was unorganised himself, Spud, yeah. but he was never late. He no. was always on time. And Tiger time. David Rode was always late, just always. <laughs> just couldn't quite get his head around getting there on time, yeah. D-Rod. And one day he was late again, so he'd, he'd actually rang through. So Spud already knew that he was going to be late, so he's probably going to be 20 minutes late. We'd started, we'd done the warm-up. It was, a, it was like a Tuesday or a yeah, Wednesday, yeah. so it wasn't, wasn't a major session. But um, as soon as he realised D-Rod was there... Spud's taken us all over to the other side of the ground and there's a little scoreboard there. I yeah. forget the, what the scoreboard was called, but um, it had a name on it. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, all right, let's just get over here. And then so D-Rod has to run down the race and then all the way over to the boys. So I had to run the, it was probably <laughs> a 150 metre yeah. race. And um, Spud's telling a few stories and having a bit of a gag and we're all trying not to laugh. And he goes, all right, boys. He goes, I've had enough of this. Everybody take your heart rate monitors off, which is your watches. And he goes, and give them to me. So I reckon we had about 20 watches yeah. and he got D-Rod out the front and he goes, D-Rod, you're never going to be late again because you're going to put every one of these watches on and then you're going to go and run laps. So he had 10 watches up this arm, 10 watches up this arm, and for an hour and 20 minutes, D-Rod just ran laps. <laughs> 
It was pretty funny. It was funny. It? it was funny to us. Oh, it was back before the GPS. So everyone yeah. wore those heart yeah, rate monitors. Yeah, the, so. the straps. Yeah. yeah. So D Rod had twenty of them on. That was uh, that was funny. Another story. But didn't have the strap. Just no. the, just the watch. <laughs> Another story that uh, was told yesterday that I found pretty funny, and this sums spud up as well. We had a game down at Geelong one day, and we're probably twenty minutes before our team meeting. And down in the yard, the opposition change rooms in Geelong, over the other side of the grounds, the coaches' box is right at one end of the change rooms. The toilets are right down the other end, but there was some public toilets just, just outside where the coaches' box yep. was. So Spud ducked out. It was quicker to go to the public toilets and go right down the other end of the change rooms into the, into the toilets that were there for the team. So he's ducked into the toilets just before the team meeting and he's standing at the urinal, you know, doing what you do. And a Richmond supporter walked in and a little bit surprised to see the senior coach uh, 20 minutes before the game, Danny Frawley, standing there. And the guy goes, oh, Spud, what are you doing? Spud goes, oh, same as you, mate. He goes, how are you? And uh, Richmond supporter, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. And uh, Danny goes, what would you do with Ben Holland today? And uh, the Richmond supporter said, I reckon, I reckon he needs a run at centre-half back. He was meant to be playing full yeah, forward. Yep. So Danny goes, you reckon centre-half back? Anyway, the Richmond supporter goes, yeah, I do, Danny. Yeah, he goes, all right, all right, we'll give that a go. Oh. So he leaves the toilet, walks out, goes back into the coach's room. We're just about to come in for the meeting. All the magnets are up on the board, Hummer, and he moves Holland from full forward to centre-half back, puts Gasper Put down in. to full forward. And the other coaches is going, what are you doing, mate? We talked about this at match committee for about an hour yesterday. Ben Holland will give him a run forward. And uh, Spud goes, no, 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 he's playing centre-half back. So Spud walked out of the room. The other coaches changed it back, put Holland back to where he's meant to be. Spud walked back in and said, no, boys, I'm telling you, we're putting Holland at centre-half back. And the other coaches are like, Danny, why? Seriously, what's happened here? And he said, I just told Knackers in the toilet that I'm going to move Holland to centre-half back. It was his idea. So can you imagine this guy, when he goes back to his mates in the yeah. grandstand and he sees Holland lining line up, up at centre-half back, telling his mates, and I made that move. Did he line? Did he actually He did. Start? He How'd lined he up at centre-half back. No, he played shit out. <laughs> one, of the, one of the talkers with a speech yesterday was a guy called Noel Duncan, who was our fitness coach at Richmond, came across from Collingwood with Spud when Spud was an assistant coach and ripping guy, as hard as nails, yeah. Noel yeah. Duncan. So when fitness you, coach he was. When you do a, a tan time trial, Noel Duncan was a fitness beast. Just he was a ball of muscle, and so you do oh, it mate. T- tan time trial. But <laughs> Noel Duncan had come and he'd start, and you're doing a, a full on time trial, and he'd start hip and shoulder. He'd start yeah. knocking As you running. over. Yeah. He'd jump out of a bush and tackle you, and tackle you to the ground, and like you wouldn't be ready for it, and you'd have to pick yourself up. By that stage, everyone's forty meters ahead yeah. of you, and that was the sort of hard ass he was. But. This one time, uh, we've all gone down to Alwood Beach, yeah. and it was a 6 a.m. session. So Spud Spud got us all down there, and so Spud was the first one to jump in there. And Spud jumps in and didn't realise that there was all the coral and all this oh. coral reef. And so everybody's coming in, charging in, pitch black dark, and then Spud's come up, a little bit of clarity. We go, stop, stop, everyone, stop. <laughs> but the funny thing was, and that story got told yesterday, last night we are having a few beers, and then Noel Duncan goes, did you know that Richo cried that morning? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I no, said, I didn't. I said, no, I didn't. And knowing full well we had this today. And then him and then your good mate Tim Fleming, who was there as well, goes, yep, I reckon he did. I reckon I remember that. The fact he that cried. he didn't want to get in in the middle of winter. And I reckon you teared up because you had to jump in the pool or the beach at Elwood. 
<laughs> Noel Duncan and Tim <laughs> Fleming swear you, you cried. cried. Mate, it was minus two degrees, <laughs> oh, you, you can't be crying. No, I had enough. It was just, why the hell would you do that? Why would you want to jump in the water at <laughs> six? So you've actually <laughs> cried. I don't remember crying, Nathan. <laughs> they do. Oh, there were plenty more stories, though. Oh, I was, bet. No, um, it was a tragic story, but it just sounds, it's, you know, the, the last week, the stories that are coming through. And I, that's, that's the thing. It, Danny touched so many people. He worked across all areas of football, obviously St Kilda, Richmond, the media, the Coaches Association. So everyone's got a Danny story. Yeah. You could go on all day. Magnificent man. Well, look, we're going to move on because I think it, it's certainly what a man, a man that, uh, that captured such a footy audience. But big week, big week of footy aside from everything. Toby Green, I mean, what the bloody hell. The man that has got an unassailable lead for us. But it's not just... The Count of Cristo. It's the it's oh, what's going on. Well, I how reckon, does he get off the week before and now? And now before I reckon we even start talking about this, that Toby Green's got to stop doing these things. Yeah, it's think, in his DNA. He can't yeah, help it. I think no. that's a disclaimer at the start of this. Yep. Everyone knows that he's doing stupid things. Yeah. but I thought a precedent was set last week, Brownie, when they gave him a fine. So how? How in the hell can he get a week this week? So from what I've been told is the AFL came in and they said that he plays this week. He's only going to get a fine. Um, and that's why the issue has happened this week. So they said, you're going to get a fine. So then when he does it again, you, you can't have loading. So there's no loading in our yeah, game anymore. So yeah. I, I can't fathom it's how unjust it is that then he would get reported the next week. Now, Michael Christian obviously hasn't had the courage to do what he needed to do the first week and take it upon himself and go, all right, I'm going to give him a week. I'm going to give him a week because I think that's stupid. It was yeah. high. The Bontempelli one was borderline, whether he should have got a week or not. You know not. what? And if he did get a week last week, no one would be whinging this week. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it surprised everyone that he got off. But then when you let him get off last week and he does something which is less this week but similar – you can't rub him out. I mean, they will take this all the way to the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah, if they don't get up on the appeal, they'll be in court Friday. But you just you hit the nail on the head there, Brownie. How can you have a tribunal system that is so, I guess, be able to be manipulated by head office? I mean, surely there's mm-hmm. a system in place and you have to follow it. From what you're saying there, the AFL basically comes in and tells them what to do. Well, you can only go on the rumours you hear, but the rumours are from pretty good people within the industry. So what's the point of having Michael Christian? The Trent one two yeah. years ago. What's the point of Michael Christian? The CEO walked past the room two years ago with a Trent Cotchin one on Dylan Shield, and he just said, he plays. And what happened? Trent Cotchin plays. So there you go. The whole system is, is a disgrace. Should we read into the Wakeland and uh, who's nah, that? No, I don't buy that. No. Nah. You've oh. got to give those. These guys are guys with a lot of credibility. I mean, just because they played for Collingwood, yep. there's no way known they put their integrity on the line have, have we got an, another overhaul coming in the off season? Then I think so. You have to. The whole thing you can't have it. The whole thing time. doesn't work. And Green Green has to play based on what happened last week. Yeah, you know I, I know that there's three elements. So whether it's high, whether it's reckless, and then they've got a point system where you can come to a a one vote or a one week or a two week. I think they need to say to Michael Christian, okay, you go through your steps, but you've played the game. You know what is right and what Bit is of wrong. Bit common sense. Mm-hmm. So you can use your common sense. Your common sense can override the reckless, the unintentional. If it comes to one week and you're like, I don't think it's one week, then you override mm-hmm. that with your common mm-hmm. sense. I think that's got to come into mm-hmm. it. We need mm-hmm. common sense in our game. Well, there's no – if you look at it and, you, and you'd say what you're saying there, Nathan, there's no common sense. How can you possibly look at what Toby Green has done – and then look at what happened with Tom Hawkins and say that they both get yeah. a week. Yeah. I mean, if, if Toby Green's a week, Hawkins has to get three or four yeah, weeks. They can't win without him. With Whitfield yeah. out, who didn't do a lot last week, but he's a good runner. They can't win without him, and they'll take it all the way to the Supreme Court. Well, we'll touch those, those games a bit later on now. 
Richo, we're very quick to slam blokes on on so, when, when they get a bit ahead of themselves on social yeah. media, which in, happens in quite a bit, Hunter. Do you know what Nathan Brown's been doing no. this last week? What's he doing? Every time he sends a tweet now that gets a little bit of Traction. attention, he sends me a message saying, "When I tweet, what does it say?" What's the oh, message? No, you're telling the story. When, when he tweets, people, people take notice. T- yeah. You've sent it three times this week from your three individual well, tweets. Me, uh, uh, no one cares, Me Brownie. and Matthew tweeted, and it was good enough tweeting about the Toby Green that they highlighted both our tweets in the Herald Sun. Do you know what, what's happened with Nate? He wasn't <sighs> a big tweeter. No. Right? And about six weeks ago, he put a tweet up that got a lot yes. of traction. And oh, it, now it's, look it's actually gone to his head, Hummer. It is. Look at it. Look at it. It's gone it. to his I'm like a fiend. He thinks he's the oracle of yeah, football he now, he, Nathan. You and Kane Corns had a bit of a oh, step yeah. backwards and We've forwards. had a couple of dust-ups. There's been a couple. Kane, I, I respect Kane and what he, he's done in football, and I respect him because he has a crack and he says what he, he wants to say, but I think just occasionally he's just looking for a few clicks. Hunt, a that's bit of the, click that's the brief from Hutchie. Yeah. That's why he got employed. Mm. I think nah. he loves it. I think he loves the back and forth. He, he likes to actually fire people up. Well, he's a he, troll. That's what trolls do. Mm, he yeah, is but you need people like that. You do. Because the mm. world would be boring without a cane corns. Before we move on, huh, me and Nathan are doing both of the games on the weekend. Are you gonna, which one are you going to go to? Are you going to go to both or one? Uh, I'm actually not going to be able to go to any footy this weekend. What, because you, why not? I'm going camping. <laughs> I'm going camping. Prelim final weekend, you're yeah, going camping. Oh no, it, it hasn't changed, but I'm going, on my, I'm going by myself. Camping on your own. I'm going camping yeah, on my like own. I've got, a, I've got a couple of mates coming like out in the bush a few days in. Yeah, we got, I got to Lake Hilton. Now, I'll tell you what. Now, if I was a, if, if I was so a, you're going to be on your own in the dark. You yep. just, do you want to just get off the grid? Is that the yeah, idea? Yeah, if I was a therapist, and obviously I'm not. I'm not educated, so don't probably don't take this with too much uh, value, but... I get I go once a year. I, go, I have a night in the bush by myself because, and I just turn everything off. I turn the engines go. The, the engines come out. They go right. out for repair. The engines are off. Right. They get removed. The voice box don't need it because I'm just there well, by myself. What happens? I sit there with. The, I listen to SEN or. Uh, well, that's not getting, that's not getting off. That's not getting off the grid. You can't. You can't have the radio. A what do you take a little thermos and a heater and a TV as well? No, no, that's how I've got my, I just listen to my radio. What's wrong no, with listening to the radio? Uh, that's yeah, not, that's off, not the off the grid. No, but it's all about. I just know human interaction. I sit around. Are the you fire. worried that you might get what somebody in the middle of the night touching? No, you, because like punching I, you up. I'm armed myself. What are you armed I'm, with? I have a pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> He's armed with a pocket knife. Well, no, but it's good. But I, I sit there and I, I sit around the, the fire, listen to SEN, I read a book, I put a head, um, like one of those headlamps a on, lamp. and I sit there, I have a bottle of scotch and just sit there and... A bottle of scotch. <laughs> I thought about it a couple of times when we did Kokoda, being out in that bush on your oh, own. Mate. I'd be sitting there going, I'm glad there are 20 other people on the because this and would be disastrous. Yeah, you know what? A- people who hang out in the bush looking for other people, mm. they're not going to be worried about a pocket knife. No. no well, I'm, a blue, I'm, not, I'm not a cow. I grew up, I'm a country, good country boy, blue collar, and yeah. I think every man should do it. From I hope someone gets there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we've had a fortnight off the burning question, but thankfully it is back, Brownie. The second last one. Now, how are people going to get their fix over the summer? God knows. But, Richo, the second last burning question of the year is? Well, uh, this one here, I went uh, last Tuesday, had a night down at Red Hill at a winery down there with my wife. We got it as a wedding present Mm. off some of our friends. I don't know, you might have even been involved in that. I think I bought you a painting, maybe. Did you? Mm. Anyway, we got a nice night at this winery, and part of it was that you do the whole fine dining experience. Okay. Now, do you like fine dining? Well, this is my question, huh? Just wait for the question. Okay. (laughs) Just this is my segment, Rich. Now, 
is fine dining overrated? Because I sat there, okay, and we had the five courses, Nate. I know you're into this sort of stuff. And the first course come out and it was a little tart, right? A little sort of little quiche tart type of thing, right? It was no bigger than a 20-cent piece. Oh, yeah, get it on stuffed. the small side, Matthew. Okay. Get stuffed. So that went into my mouth and that was gone in <laughs> about five seconds. <laughs> I'll admit it did taste nice. You needed a double drop, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> the next uh, course that came out was basically a stick of carrot, right? <laughs> One stick of carrot. Okay. Now, I'll admit it did have a little bit of dressing on it and yeah. a few other little... Bit little, of watercress. Few, yeah, a, little, a few leaves on it, little tiny leaves. So basically that went in my mouth in one bite and I had to wait another 20 minutes for the next course, which came out. And this time it was beautiful. It was Western Australian marron. Now, do you know Ooh. what marron is, Rich? Is it a fish? It's like a, sort of like a lobster, but tiny, oh. tiny little oh, baby lobster. lobster. A little marron, right? It's, this was no bigger oh, than an, Google that. That an cool. inch long, this marron, right? An inch of marron, which was beautiful. It was the best thing we had. But it was gone pretty quick. So that was gone. One in, bite. Again. Yeah, one bite. So I've had three bites of food in an hour. <laughs> Mind you, a glass of wine comes out with each uh, course. So I've had three glasses Ooh. of wine by yeah. now too. So I'm half cut because I've got no food in my gut. <laughs> On your way to fully cut, right? from what I can tell. Yeah, right. So the next piece, a beautiful Beef medallion, Nathan. Ooh, you know this was nice. a little bit bigger, Rich. How oh, big was the medallion? This was the size of a 50-cent piece. <laughs> <laughs> was so it that, rare? It was nice. It was beautiful. It had a little bit of jus uh, with it. A red wine jus. So that was gone in two bites. Yep. So I've now had five bites in four courses. <laughs> yep. And then the tuna came out, which was the same. As the uh, beef, it was beautiful. We had one bit of bread with the nicest butter I've ever had. Really? Was it French? The French do good butter. It was good butter. So all up after my five courses, I've had exactly seven bites of food. And that's it. <laughs> I was absolutely starving and pissed because I've had five <laughs> glasses of wine. Did you eat when you got back to your room? So I got back to my room. This is the whole thing. Fine dining is overrated in my I opinion. couldn't could not agree more. Yeah. So I, it is as a soon as I shit. got back to my room, I picked up the room service menu <laughs> and I ordered the club sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> you need to load it on. So we went to the Village Bell last night. Yeah. Massive Palmer. Like yeah. it was Beautiful. it was the size of two hands. Yeah, and then you got the chips as well. Yeah. You had a salad on the side. Salad Beautiful. Take that every day of the week. It was fifteen bucks. Yeah. So that fine dining experience would have cost about five hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, and but I you went, don't do it for you really. You no, did it's, it for Jen. Yeah, but she was you reckon I was blind? She's had she five was. mouthfuls. She's half the size of me. <laughs> she couldn't speak by the end of dinner. She can get real pissed. Yeah. Now, nah, fine dining is an absolute crock so of by shit. the end of the dinner, we're just sitting there absolutely <laughs> blottoed. <laughs> club sandwich. Is the club sandwich the most ordered room service item oh, of all time? Jeez, it was good. It was a good club yeah, sandwich. Yeah, I'm with you. Fine dining can get stuffed. It's yeah. a waste of money. I don't reckon anyone can When argue. you get really drunk like that, are yeah. you talkative or is Jen talkative or is it just mute like me? Uh, I mute up a bit and Jen uh, gets inappropriate and the waiters hated us. Mm. This is the first time. Normally whenever you comment about Richard being drunk, you're like, oh, your face goes on upside down. He said that in... Well, people know that. I don't need to say it anymore. You you bring it up every time. Yeah, I'm with you. So it is overrated? Yeah, his lips change colour. I think it is. I think it's overrated, boys. Prelim final weekend. Now, for footy fans, prelim final weekend is, is probably bigger than your grand final. If you're going to the game, it's a better atmosphere because you don't have all the corporate pigs like you know, yeah, it's a good weekend. sitting around. Richmond versus Geelong. I've said on radio this week that the dollar thirty-five is the best return on investment you are going to see this year for the Tigs. I reckon they're going to absolutely brain the cats. You're that confident? Yep. 
Wow. I can't see the Cats winning this no. game. I mean, Tommy Hawkins out. The only player that probably kick four, five, six if they don't take Dangerfield out of the midfield. Mm. So that's the question they have to ask themselves. Are they prepared to put Dangerfield up forward to try and win this game? Because I don't think they can kick enough goals without it. I think Richmond are just too strong at the moment. I'm going to take Richmond into a same-game multi with Dion Prestia. Six of the last seven games he's mm. had, he's had 30 or more disposals. Does he's he, flying at the is moment, Is he one Prestia. of the most underrated players in the competition? Mm. Gets under the guard, yeah. I think he does. So um, Richmond for me? Yeah. Oh, look, I think Richmond win. I do. Uh, some interesting battles. Does Guthrie go to Martin if he's in the middle of the ground, a run with roll? Uh, I think they have to. I think Martin's just so damaging. He's, he hasn't been getting a lot of touches. Will he but, play deep forward again? Oh, well, that home I think he will. Right I think uh, it'll be a 50-50. I don't think he'll be as forward quite as much as he was up in Brisbane. I think that was – they just wanted to get Harris Andrews out of the 50. So Lynch had to get up the ground, which let Martin play a little bit more deep. I think the key to this game is if Geelong can find another goal kicker. Asava Radical has never kicked more than three goals in a game. Mm. You can't see him kicking five yeah. in a final, can you? No. So who's going to kick the goals? Do they throw Harry Taylor well, forward? We didn't think Mason Cox was going to kick five last year either. No, Dave Asprey was in hospital the day before the game. That's not going to happen this time. Uh, do they throw Harry Taylor forward? We know he can kick goals, but he's lost a bit of pace, Harry. I don't know if he can get the job done. The other one is if Gary Rowan comes in. We know he can kick three or four, but he has mm. not been in form in the second half of the year. No. Do you no, play no, Gary Ablett out of the goal square? <sighs> No, I think Gary plays better when he gets up the ground Mm. and comes back with it. So I think Richmond win. I think the only way that Geelong win is if they find that second goal kicker, which is going to be a big ask, and they're going to have to control the game with uncontested marks, drag the Richmond defence out. But I think Richmond win, and I think they win by four-plus goals. Not enough firepower to beat the best side in the comp. Geelong, $3.12. I don't mind the unders. I reckon it's going to be a low-scoring game tomorrow night at the G. Now, at the time of recording... Green is out of the side, Brownie. GWS three dollars yep. thirty. We know Whitfield is not definitely not going to play. He's a, he's a penalty. So you're saying Green loaded. will play? Well, I just think that they're going to go to the Supreme Court and get an injunction. How can that? So how does that work? How do you, can, know they, that? you can literally go through the, the actual legal system. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, in an AFL in a footy manner. There is a way to do that, and when I was pissed last night, I was getting explained <laughs> to me by uh, the big chief. Brendan Gale, who's got a legal background but, and a legal but mind. clearly your faculties can't remember it today. that much that I can oh, who'd have thought? word for word say I did, right hear, here. I did hear him say that they'll go to the court on Friday. Yeah. So, so uh, look, I hope Toby Green plays. They were $2.40 before Whitfield and Green were yeah. out. Now they're well out over 3 bucks. If Green does play, I'll give him a chance. If Green plays, I'll give him a chance because mm. I think Collingwood have had a couple of weeks off two weeks in a row now. They're, they're not flying Collingwood by any stretch of the imagination. They won well the week before, but if Green plays, I give him a chance, but right now as it stands, I'm going to tip Collingwood. I think Collingwood win, even if Toby Green does play. I just think their midfield is so strong. Whitfield out is a huge loss. And Who I do get, you tag for Deboer? Who do you send him to? Well, I think I think Sidebottom. He's, he's been such a good player in finals over the last two years. I think he's the most damaging player by foot in their team. And when he plays well on the outside, he's I think he complements Adams and Pendlebury on the inside. So I reckon side bottom. He's been great in finals the last two years. Brownlow is a big, big uh, – it's a big deal in, in punting circles, Brownie, because yep. you get together with your mates, you have a few frothies, a pizza, but what you do is you you, you can multi-up all your – Like a Calcutta little group yeah, sort of together. Yeah, you sit there yeah. and you just – what you can do is you can have these big multis on. You only have to outlay a little bit, but you can make a lot of money. Now, at the time, Paddy Dangerfield, $2.60. I feel that he's – that's too short. I don't think he's that much of a lock. Yeah, Tim Kelly's going to take a few yeah. early, isn't he? He Locked was 285 
last week yeah. into 260. Lockie Neal's 450 out to five, five this week. What's Crips? Crips is $11. Really? I like Crips. Mm-hmm. Leader after round 10. Tim Kelly, $1.60. Yeah, that's, that's a good real one. short, but then he gets out to 34 bucks to win it. I, I reckon Cripps is going to get more votes than that. I, you know how Carlton had all of those close losses mm, yep. this year? What was it? I think twos, they had five losses under yep. about 10 points. Mm. So I think Cripps will get threes in some of their losses. So I reckon he's good value. Bontem Pally will get big threes as well. Mm. Does, does McRae and Dunkley take votes off him or not? A little bit, yeah. Mm. All right, Who are you me? tipping then? Yeah, I'm going. Me. I'm going to have a go at a long shot, Crips. Oh, I'm going to get lucky. Lucky Neil to be your 2019 Brownlow medalist. <laughs> Stat game time, gentlemen. Now I've tried to theme these up a little bit these this week, as as I like to do. I struggled a little bit. I didn't allow myself enough time. A great little website if you are at uh, at home and you don't mind your footy stats. AFL top tables. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It is a great little website. If you do, if you're doing your homework on the footy, that's the one to go to. Mm. AFL tables. You, you should do, you do go a that, bit Brandy? of homework mm. occasionally. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So I Matthew. Yeah. No, he wouldn't even know. Like. Who are you texting? Hey. You're well, in a podcast. Are you, are you interested in anybody? what we're it's doing just here? Remarkable. Well, he takes a long time to get in and out it of segments. It's just a remarkable. He's just it always takes a long time. You understand that sportswear is your primary hey, employer. You know the ironic thing about me seeing Nathan texting over yep. there is that I've been trying to get a hold of him for three days <laughs> and he hasn't responded yet. You're texting Hurry someone up. now. I'm booked in for tennis at one o'clock. Oh, there you go. And you know <laughs> what? Julian he wants to, he wants to pod, he wants to do the podcast next week at eight o'clock so he can get to a cashy. <laughs> this is his primary employer. Sportswear is his primary employer, he wants to get along with Tuesdays and Wednesdays off, and you guys want to change All the right. date. To the dollar. Get into it. How much has Toby Green been fined in his career? 27500 Ooh. 22. 25500 That's so me. You're closest yeah. to it. Well done, That's one to me. How many tackles has you. Richo had in his in finals? Now, I only played three finals. Three? Uh, I reckon I stepped it up a notch in finals. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I've had four. The answer is one. Oh. <laughs> You're pathetic. Three finals <laughs> and one tackle. Now, here is, uh, here's one that I'm going to give you a bit of a clue for. How many goals were kicked in the 2019 home and away season? Now, Oof. just for some context, there is 198 games in a season. How many goals? Yep. You can use your Coca. Richo, one hundred ninety-eight games, is it? Yep. You can use Coca, Brownie, because I know that arithmetic isn't your strong suit. How many goals were kicked in the two thousand and nineteen away? Three thousand nine hundred and sixty. Three thousand nine hundred and sixty. Matthew, see, look, see how Richo's not using a calculator. He's, he's got the three nine sixty. Now, hang on. <laughs> 4,256. That is very close. 4,601. Mm. Yes. Well done. Two up. And that was uh, old school uh, multiplication, arithmetic. long multiplication there. Now, there's only a couple of players that played uh, the last time that these two sides were. Pre- oh, that's not actually right. But 2007 prelim final. <laughs> Geelong Collingwood. Gary Ablett had how many tackles? 2000 and what was it? Seven prelim. Seven prelim. Final. 11. 11 tackles. Five. Five is the answer, and Richo wins. Brownie, yeah, you are yes. so bad at this. Oh. Yeah, I'm not going to do the last one. All right. Luck. Okay. I'm doing Brownie. the last one. Uh, okay, the last one was Shane Crawford. He was your 1999 <clears throat> Brownlow winner. Yep. How many kicks did he have in his career? 6,100. 
300 games, 10, 3,000, 6,000. 6,110. Jeez, you've grossly overrated Croft, 3,940. Mm, yeah. That's pathetic. Yeah. I thought he'd have Jeez. more than that. Anyway. All right. So we only right. had 10 Trumpet kicks award. a game. Yeah, we've got a trumpet award this week. So we only had 10 kicks a game. Huh. Well, uh, three thousand. Yeah, Big handball. Oh, oh, right, that's incorrect. Yeah. It's not incorrect. I gave one. This is the best on one vote. Leon Cameron. I reckon the way he has handled his side so far. I reckon he's elevated GWS unbelievably. The way he's coached, the way he's uh, got his players to play, the way he's wanted to. Brilliant. Toby Green, two votes, and I thought Joel Sell was game last week, earning the three for the best Ooh. of the round. Yeah, I gave one to Joel Selwood. What an absolute warrior. He just is an what incredible player. What would his player. head look like? He would have that many – you know when you get little cuts on your head? Mm, and you shave like your head Selwood. and you've got he's little had his, cuts? His brow's been cut that many yeah. times. It's like paper mache out there, I think. <laughs> uh, two, Cam Guthrie. That was – he came back into that side and gave them some run that they were missing with Mitch uh, Duncan out of the team. Three to Toby Green. Big finals player. He's had two rippers now. Maybe a third one coming up. Well, this is unprecedented because I've got Toby Green in my best and my worst. Oh. I've got him for a vote. Why he would go back to the well and do that, I've got no idea. So it's he has to go in for a vote. Yep. Michael Christian for two votes oh. for me and the AFL for three, three votes for the debacle, which has been the Toby Green case. Yeah, I gave one to Jeremy McGovern. That was as little, as little influence yeah. as I've seen him have on a game for a long time. Took one intercept mark really late in the game, but uh, one of the reasons why Radigalia and uh, yeah. Hawkins dominated. I've got, I've got some questions over his uh, mental state when it comes to footy. I don't think he goes about his footy the right way. <laughs> he's five. He's been all Australian five years in I a row. I just don't think go, he, he, he has these games. I don't me, think. Got some mental <laughs> blocks in his game. I just think, I think I wouldn't mind having a chat to him and just and saying, oh, yeah, I'll take that to him. That's extraordinary he's stuff. He's a brilliant Hummer. player. I, I'll give him a bit of leeway. He's yeah. had one bad game. Uh, Michael get... Christian, he might be our clubhouse leader. Yeah. He's done. Well, actually, him and the AFL are locked in. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in his no, leaderboard, have you? Purposely, I kept the leaderboard away this week. In, as in I camera. Want a big surprise next week. Hey, seriously, it's hard to do his job, though, because, it's, he, because as you said before, mm. He, it doesn't matter what he does. He yeah, gets, a, there's interference. No parlances. It's a hiding to nothing. There's right. interference what there. Get, what do you reckon he gets paid for that? Oh. Half a mil? No. no. I don't know. I don't care, really. Uh, How much? Three to the AFL Two. as well. I agree with you, Nathan. It's just been a Ooh. bad, bad week. Hey, well, we, no movie line this week. No. No Richo time. We think no, we've, we've been going long enough. Yeah, we have been going long enough. Well, we we know, tennis. he wants to play tennis, so we better yeah. go. Who are you playing, by the way? Julian Valance. So oh, let's just get your tips again, just so yep. we're clear on this. Richmond. Yeah. Collingwood. Same here. What are you tipping? Yeah, Mitch? Richmond. Richmond by plenty. Well, that good luck comes up to in the an bush. End. Thank you. I will see you next week for our Ooh. last show, Brandy. I don't know why you always get up before the show's over. As always, if you're from Hugo Wines, Will Hugo, you, I've seen that he's been over. He's been. We need some more, we, by we the way. Needs, just for some more. Did we you need know to that? Some did you know that he beat Peter Lucek in under 15s no, tennis? There is not a human that knows Brandy that doesn't know that story. Six, three, As six, always, four. like, and comment, cheated. subscribe. But most Thanks, importantly, gamble. <laughs>